Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is the first in a series we are calling Back to Basics. Back to Basics means getting clear on underwriting criteria. On today's show, we're going to examine the interplay between your project approval criteria versus your lender's project approval criteria. When you undertake a new project, how do you know it's a good project? We've all experienced a change over the last nine months where projects that would meet a developer's criteria often had to be paused or canceled because lending criteria changed, because interest rates went up. To some extent, the feasibility of a project is going to be governed by what your lender is going to allow. But you never want to abdicate the decision on a project to what your lender is going to allow. As a developer or as an investor, the decision to move forward with a project is still your decision. A year ago, you could finance a project at 85% loan-to-cost with a bridge loan at a rate of SOFR plus 5, but today, you might still get the same SOFR plus 5. Of course, SOFR is the secured overnight funds rate which replaced LIBOR, and of course, SOFR has increased from nearly zero. That's pricing at 4.31%. In most cases, the interest rate would have been defined with a floor on the rate. It might have been SOFR plus 5 with a floor of, let's say, 85 these increases in interest rates over the past year would have had no effect until the calculation reached the floor price in the interest rate. In many cases, the rate is now near the floor or just above the floor price. So for bridge loans, the cost of capital has not really risen very much at all in the last year. What has changed is the rate of permanent financing. Permanent loans that would have priced in the threes are pricing in the high fives today, sometimes in the sixes and permanent loans are overwhelmingly debt coverage limited, which pushes down the maximum loan-to-value ratio that the project can support. What a year ago would have been a 75% loan-to-value ratio today is more like 55-60% to loan-to-value. And naturally, a bridge lender would want to get paid out into permanent financing when a project is leased and stabilized. So the bridge lender is now going to forecast a more conservative replacement for their funds and therefore lower their own loan-to-cost ceiling so as not to put their own funds at risk. All of this means less debt available for your projects. It's not just the interest rate that's the issue. The maximum loan proceeds available for any value-added project and for permanent financing are dramatically reduced. That means requiring more equity for any project to be funded. And if your existing investors don't have that cash available, then issuance of more shares, which would be dilutive to existing investors, would be the other option. Either way, existing investors are going to have to lower their expectations for the forecast rate of return on their funds. Let's be clear. The underlying project didn't really change. Construction costs didn't really increase that much. Rents are a little bit higher than they were a year ago, but altogether the project still looks substantially the same as it did. It still looks like an attractive project, but what did change was the cost of capital. Investors who were predisposed to invest a year ago are witnessing what happened to the forecast for their own real estate investments. The forecast rate of return is down. Many had lost value in their stock portfolio. Many had lost value in their bond investments. And they're simply not placing investments with the same level of urgency and confidence that they might have a year ago or 18 months ago. So we're clear that raising capital in today's environment is more challenging. That's not a surprise. The fundamental question is what investors should be using as their criteria for underwriting and for evaluating projects in today's environment. Is the criteria internal rate of return? Is it debt coverage ratio? 
is the criteria, the difference between the cost of the project and the value of the project once stabilized? Should the criteria include a margin of safety for slower rent growth? Well, the answer is yes to all of those and more. Over the past year, an unsustainable level of rent growth in many markets wallpapered over the cost increases that many landlords and developers experienced. We simply cannot assume rent growth of more than a couple of percentage points over the next few years. The lenders are only driving the investment criteria to the extent that they sometimes are faster to raise their borrowing standards than the market conditions would otherwise naturally dictate. But all of these exercises are forward-looking, and you can get an Excel spreadsheet to give you whatever answer you like. The question is whether the underlying assumptions in your analysis are realistic or not. We went through a period in Q4 of last year when lenders really pulled back on placing new capital into projects. Today, since the start of the year, we're seeing a new appetite to get deals done. We've been involved in numerous conversations with lenders since the start of the year, both to get clear on what they want to see, but also to understand their appetite. And we're comforted by the fact that our own analysis and assumptions seems to be mirroring the lender's assumptions and their lending criteria. It's still very much a moving target. I don't expect a ton of deals to get done until we see a stabilization of interest rates, at least for a period of time. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.